Hi, I'm Steve Westerly, and this is Beneficial Intelligence, a new weekly podcast with stories and pragmatic information for CIOs and other IT leaders. This week, the war for talent. Every organization wants the most accomplished, the most talented programmers and administrators and designers and UX experts and testers and everybody wants their talent cheaply. There was just a story that the American administration has changed the rules for the popular H-1B visa in the United States. Now, this visa is largely used to import technical talent to work in American companies. The change was an increased salary requirement. People could get into the United States on one of these visas if they were paid really well. It provoked an an expected howl from lots of companies who said that there were so many things that they couldn't do if they couldn't get this cheap talent. Here in Denmark, where I live, we have similar howls of pain from companies that say the universities are not providing the talent that they need. In all of these cases, the companies are quick to talk about all the wonderful things they could build and create if only they could get the talent. But there isn't a shortage of talent. There is a shortage of willingness to pay. If you have a good business case, you can afford the talent you need. If your project or product will result in extra revenue of, say, a million dollars a year. You can afford to hire a team of six million dollar programmers and still make a nice profit on the project. On the other hand, if your project will make you, say, five million dollars a year, then you can only afford, say, two two hundred thousand dollar programmers. The problem is that IT organizations have their thinking reversed. Instead of going from business benefit to budget, they go from budget to business case. If you start with a hard limit on what you're willing to pay, then you get a certain grade of talent. So what can you do? Long-term, you need to start changing your mindset into a mindset of business value. Whenever there is a project or a proposal from the business, engage them in a discussion of what the expected business value is. Now, they're going to ask you, why do you need to know that? And you may have to explain the project triangle to them. There is scope, there is cost, and there is time. If they come with a scope and they don't have a good business case, well, all you can say is, sure, we don't have much money. We can't make much money on this. So I'll have to do it really cheaply. So I'll have one of my newest trainee programmers work on it, and he'll be done in a year or two. 
That might not be what the business wants, but you need to teach them the project triangle so they can appreciate the difference or the trade-off between time and cost. If you have, if you know the business case, then you know what you can spend and you can ensure that there is a good margin of error. We cannot estimate how long something takes. We've tried and it doesn't work because the business can't tell us what they need. So if we say, if we discuss with the business, what is the value? What are you providing here? What are we adding to the organization? Then we can make sure that we have a large margin of error. So when the project runs over, as it always does, because the business doesn't know what they want and we don't know how to build it. So we are going to run over our initial estimate. And if we say we promise to build this thing for $800,000, then we get in a bad discussion with the business. Whereas if we say, well, this is going to cost us one to $3 million dollars, And we have already decided together with the business that there is a benefit of 50 or 100 million dollars. Then we know that we are going to create a success. We're going to realize a business benefit, even if the project runs over our initial estimate. In the short term, you will have to work with the talent that you have. In order to make the most of that talent, you need to get together with your, with your leaders and with your employees and figure out what your strategic direction is. If you have a strategic direction, then you can start building skills, adding skills, letting your people build up skills in a specific direction. And then you can make the most of the talent. When somebody comes with a project, when the business comes to you with a project, you can match it to the talent you have. And if the business comes to you with something that is outside of what you can do, then you can tell the business, you know, this will require external resources. This will require that we hire some expensive top talents. And then maybe the project doesn't make sense. And that's okay. If we go into a discussion with the business on what is the value and we can provide the cost, then we can agree with the business that unless we have a really good margin of safety, then maybe it doesn't make sense to stop the project. The war for talent is one in the mind. And only the organizations with a business value mindset will be able to win top talent. Thank you for listening to Beneficial Intelligence, a weekly podcast with stories and pragmatic information for CIOs and other IT leaders. If you like the content, please spread the word. If you have comments, please get in touch. My contact information is in the show notes. See you next week.